Hey there, it's Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, and welcome to the second podcast of September. And I'm proud to say we have Donovan that we'll be interviewing for this podcast today. It's a great, I can't tell you how great it is. Uh, Donovan will be talking about Transcendental Meditation. Um, and the reason why is because Eagle Rock, or Eagle Vision as the subsidiary, is putting out a DVD on the 2009 benefit concert for the David Lynch Foundation. It's called Change Begins Within. And Donovan is uh, play, performing at that concert. And other people there uh, that will that did perform, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Sheryl Crow, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, Moby, Ben Harper, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's even Jerry Seinfeld and... Uh, Mike Love makes an appearance, but it's a really good DVD, and I know all our readers would really like it. The great thing about it, it turns many on to meditation and what the David Lynch Foundation does. What it does is the foundation's mission, basically, is to heal suffering from post-traumatic stress amongst veterans, survivors of domestic violence, and at-risk children, and uh what he's doing is uh, a fantastic work and helping them meditate to get through the darkness that's in their lives or to try to solve it or to try to handle it. Donovan is going to talk about meditation, how he started, how he learned about it, um, his experience um, with meditation with the Beatles, uh, traveling to India, uh, working with David Lynch and traveling with David Lynch and of course about this video uh, it's very interesting and I hope you enjoy it uh, and we'll be right back after this short message to talk to Donovan hey I'm Ronald Webb and this is Patrick Prince and together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine the music collectors magazine Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Hello there, Mallorca here. <laughs> good, good morning, or should yeah. I say good afternoon for you? Yeah, I guess it's good afternoon. Yeah, it's three, three here, yeah. <laughs> how are you? Good, and how are you, how are you doing there? Good, good. Um, so let's start with the benefit concert for uh, David Lynch Foundation, the video that just came out on DVD. Uh, it's titled um, Change Begins Within. Uh, how did you get involved with the foundation or the concert itself, Donovan? How, how did that all come together? Well, it goes way back. Before David Lynch Foundation, of course, uh, the Beatles and I went to India. Yes. Um, we were looking for a, a true teacher of meditation because we had been reading about uh, meditation, especially George Harrison and I. Um, we've been studying and been wondering all about it, and we read all the books. So it wasn't a, a quick thing where we met a guru and suddenly we became aware of meditation. We were very much aware of meditation. So in answer to your question, before the David Lynch Foundation, long time ago, uh, uh, the Beatles and I went to India. Um, if you want me to tell you a little bit about it, I will. But So as the years passed, we managed to 
uh, present meditation, to, uh, the tea, transcendental meditation to the world. And I, I was always in touch with the TM groups. Uh, but then David himself, the story of David Lynch and the foundation is that he was a very busy and a very stressful artist uh, making extraordinary films. He's one of the masters of film, you know. Yeah. Um, but but he, 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 he'd heard about the meditation and he tried it. And he liked it, but he didn't tell anybody. And a lot of people that pick up on TM, Transcendental Meditation, they, they want to keep it quiet. And David wanted to keep it quiet for many years, many, many years. And the reason was very simple. He wanted to make sure that people didn't make a direct uh, connection between his meditation and his art, not so that they wouldn't say, oh, I, look, he's meditating. So that must be why he did that piece in the film. Well, that must be why he did this in the film. So he wanted to keep it quite separate. Um, and a lot of meditators do and that's okay you know there's guys that are bankers uh, 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 sportsmen there's musicians there's there's people working in in factories there's hundreds of thousands now actually eight million people meditating tm uh, who don't really want the public or their friends to know it's private to them you know yeah. what i mean yeah i, I certainly and do then, yeah and then Dave, and then david one day he was talking to some of the people in TM, and he met, met a gal who was involved with attention deficiency order, disorder. You know that thing that kids get? Yes. Um, stressed out school kids. And he, saw, he they were so sad. He was so moved by it. And uh, I can't remember the gal's name, but it's, she was a meditator, and she was a healer, and she was teaching TM to these kids with attention deficiency. And the results on video when David saw them were astounding. Mm. One, uh, six months before, the kid can't even hold a proper conversation. He says, I can't do my maths. I can't do my, I can't go to school. I'm so nervous. I'm caring, scared about this, scared about that. And then six months later, when David saw the video, the kid is calm, composed, happy, saying, I'm so pleased that I'm meditating now because now I can do everything. So this moved David so much that he decided to come out of the closet. <laughs> 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 and he contacted Maharishi, who, uh, the guru that taught us, uh, who was still alive at the time, and said, Maharishi, I want to start a foundation and I want kids in school to get this. So that's how David got involved, right? Yeah. So uh, over the years, the Beatles and I, we we didn't see each other all through the years, but over the years, uh, we continued to meditate, and so many others did too. Uh, and then new generations of singers, songwriters, and mm -hmm. artists, and actors, they all started. And the reason was very simple, I can tell you if you want to ask me. But uh, but the, the David, found, David Lynch Foundation then began. Mm. And then you've got to fast forward even from that, where they're wondering how they're going to promote it. David wants to promote it like a movie, and he wants everybody to understand that these kids need this meditation. So, one thing leads to another, and uh, Linda and I asked, not part of David Foundation yet, but asked by a television channel in New York City to demonstrate TM. Linda's my wife and my muse, and she's here with me in Spain and Mallorca, 
And uh, so we said to the NBC, okay, you can, you can film us. We'll show you how to meditate. We'll do that. <laughs> and uh, so we went to the open center in New City, run by Walter Dean. The open center is one of these places where uh, uh, workshops come to, workshops in self-development, uh, in, uh, well, in lots of things, in music and art and poetry and and, and, and many, many, uh, what should we say, uh, many things that are good for your well-being. So we said, we'll do it in the open center. And NBC came down and the camera started rolling and I was talking about my career and meditation. We go into the meditation room, go in with the camera and, and the anchor man and Linda and I, very quiet with a soft light, we meditate for maybe a minute and film it. And then... <laughs> The, the anchor man turned to Linda and said, oh, and he said, okay, Linda, I've heard that Donovan loves his guitar first and you second. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said this, I said this, I have said this. Uh, I, my guitar comes first. And she said, without skipping a beat, she said, yeah, I heard that too, but I'm still here three guitars later. <laughs> That's funny. And so, and so it was filmed, and uh, six million people in the East Coast <coughs> saw, Don, Don, saw Donovan and Linda demonstrating transcendental meditation. Now, this was many years after India, many years after the 60s. This is, like, quite late. Uh, and as soon as six million saw it, it was picked up by other station, and more countless millions saw Donovan yeah. and Linda with TM on television. Now, we'd been quiet for many years about it. Mm. And then we got the call. We got the call from David Lynch. And David said, would you please come back and help us? And so we, I got involved with the David Lynch Foundation. And uh, uh, I recently then opened the Donovan Children's Fund in the David Lynch Foundation. Years passed, and David and I, we were planning what should we do. So we went on a tour of the world. David Lynch, myself, uh, Bob Roth, who's very high up in the David Lynch Foundation, and Maharishi was still alive and living in Holland. Um, we went on the road and with John Hagelin, the leading uh, nuclear physicist who is speaking to the scientific world, explaining ancient Indian science, which really uh, the scientists of today are realizing that the place I'm going to tell you about where you go when you meditate properly, where you go inside, is a place called the unified field. And the scientists of today are realizing that the smaller they get with their look into material world, mm. they find they find that everything disappears into a so-called nothingness. There isn't anything beyond it. Mm. I'm talking smaller and beyond atomic uh, levels. And so John Hagelin traveled with us, and we were we went to many countries all over Europe, Ireland, Britain. Uh, we were. We were hosted by governments uh, in South America. We spoke, Linda and I, we spoke, and we visited many of the schools that were practicing meditation. It was a great trip. Then when we came back, a, a bit of a film was made. David is a filmmaker. And then David said, well, what do we do now? I said, well, what have we been doing? He said, well, I've been trying to get in touch with Paul McCartney and Ringo, but they <laughs> seem to be very quiet, very quiet about it all. I said, yeah. Some people are quiet about meditation. They, and then you were in India, and you were the guy who pr promoted it even more than the Beatles. I said, yeah, let me let me try. So we got in touch with Paul and Ringo, and they still weren't keen. 
You see, a lot of the fame and success that I have and others, the Beatles had more fame and success than any of us. Yes. I mean, I mean over the top. I mean extreme. I mean it would lead to danger, and in John's case, it would lead to death. Yeah. So there was no big, there was no big reason why Paul and Ringo were being quiet, although they'd play concerts, of course, um, but they kind of were quiet about it. And then finally, the Radio City concert was put together, and John, uh, John Lennon and George Harrison weren't around, and, but their music was. And yes. so <laughs> the whole story leads up to where David finally uh, is called by Paul and uh, Ringo, yes, we'll come together. Now, it wasn't only that extraordinary event called uh, Change with but it was the first time uh, Paul and Ringo had gotten together for a long while. Yeah. And so, so the rehearsal began, and we spoke to the press, and Obama was uh, invited, but he couldn't come. <laughs> and uh, uh, we had an extraordinary uh, performance quite a few years ago. Uh, Radio City was the venue. Yes. And uh, now, the vid now the video is out. Yeah. You know, most people, when they think of uh, Lynch, they think of uh, Blue Velvet, Twin Peaks. A lot of his yeah. film deals with more of the darkness yeah. of the subconscious, you know. But um, yeah. I read this quote by Carl Jung that said, uh, the sole purpose of human existence is to kindle a light in the darkness of mere being. And maybe that's part of Lynch's. In order to find the light, you gotta, you know, go through the. Are you, spe are you speaking about the 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 dichotomy, the strange dilemma that here is David Lynch making so many violent movies, but he's leading a leading light in yes. promoting peace. Promoting peace. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a very common one. When we traveled the world, David, Linda, and I, John Hagland. Uh, David Lynch and uh, Bob Roth, uh, we traveled the world. Uh, and the, the question uh, in the venues that we played were universities, um, uh, mostly. Uh, and, and, the question, and the audience was packed with film fans, of course, but, and my fans. Uh, but the big question always was, how can you put together your films of tough violence and peace? And he said, very simply, and I'm going to tell it to you now, uh, awakened artists, you know, can create work to show suffering. Yes. If an, if an artist wants to show suffering, it doesn't mean the artist is promoting suffering. Right. So, in doing, in showing the suffering of humanity, it is pointing out the great problems of society and will awaken in many a compassion. Yes. And so, it's very hard when you say, to uh, David, you know, you're, you're making these tough movies. He said, I can't help it. He said, I want, I have to show this sight and yeah. this very strange illness that humanity has. But yes. of course, uh, Cato, uh, Guernico, uh, he showed great violence and great yeah. suffering. But, you know, in most of the paintings, he's not showing that at all. He's yes. showing the inner world, the inner stresses of humanity. And so, that's my answer. Blue Velvet, A Razor Head, Lost Highway, Mulholland yeah. Drive. All these movies show a very, very dark side to humanity. But that is the whole point yes. of well, why meditation has to be promoted. 
and that's why David is very, very forward. And, and he's a, he's a, uh, one day when he came, he realized he had to come out of the closet <laughs> because he saw the effect that this transcendental meditation, which in schools, by the way, is called quiet time. Yes. yes. 20, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon, and the kids can't wait to open their books and to look at what knowledge what knowledge offers to them. That knowledge is inside them. That's the whole secret of meditation. Well, this kind of... It kind of he, when, go ahead, I'm go sorry. On. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it, kind he, of, it kind of describes um, helping, like when he wants to help at-risk children or people of domestic violence uh, that have endured... Well, yeah. They have, they yeah. have, they have, they live with the darkness, this illness you're talking about of humanity, and they're trying to find light they're trying to find the tunnel to get out of that darkness and well they, they, most most people don't know what they're looking for they they're, they're told by society the church school and the brainwashing yes. of the of the modern commercial world yes and advertising yes. Now, all these things are known now but in in those early 60s when we sang about them people thought what are they singing about what are they talking about yes. well now people know know what we were singing about, know what we were talking about george harrison's last album was called brainwashed no yes. so when david came out of the closet his sister um told me a story and she said that when when he took up meditation he was rather stressed and he was all artists are stressed yes david was more stressed than that most and he was making films with this stress to show humanity's difficulties and the darkness and the suffering of the world and when he started meditating he changed his whole personality over a period of weeks changed yeah. and his sister said to him david what are you doing what's happening and he said what what do you mean well you've got to tell me because you're a changed man and that's yeah. when he came out of the closet when he came out of the closet for the kids and for himself but the Radio City concert shows an extraordinary <laughs> uh, front. We put a front up to the world, you know. We hoped to raise millions of dollars, but yeah. David actually started the foundation with a million yeah. dollars of his own money, of his yeah. own money. And what, it, what, what the Radio City concert was, was the largest thing we could possibly do. Mm. But I had been doing many things over the years, and so had David, but this concert really brings a a, a, a force, a forceful focus on really what TM is, uh, is is trying to do. Change begins within. You see, I can now talk. If you want to know what meditation does, maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. Well, let, tell me about that because I have started to, um, you know, I I've uh, some friends have told me about it, and I have in the past tried unsuccessfully, but now I'm trying to oh. think of things doing it differently because I think it um it depends on your own being right everyone's different and I focus on a certain image of uh you know like at a beach or in a field and that seems to work for me the you know some friends thought of it as humming a mantra inside and that didn't work for me but tell me about it, it it's different for each person isn't it Okay, you have just described the very uh, the very basic difficulties of actually talking about it, and the very strange 
lack of knowledge the world seems to have about exactly <laughs> especially it, the it west really is, yeah it's a really simple what is actually happening <laughs> uh, in meditation that's the question what is actually happening well this TM, and I'm not just saying this just because I do it, Linda does it, and the Beatles did it, and all us artists are doing it. I'm not, and, and actors, and, and hundreds and thousands and millions are doing it. I'm not just doing that, saying that it's better than Buddhism, or better than the meditation of the Christian church, or better than any other meditation. Right. But what, what you've got to understand is that thousands of years have passed, and uh, uh, practice of meditation has been altered, watered down, changed, you know, and therefore there was o there's only a few, believe it or not, even into the modern world, the 1920s and 30s and 40s, into the modern world before Maharishi came, there were very few in India that carried the true tradition, you understand? Yeah. Now, that true tradition uh, was passed to Maharishi by his guru, um, probably in the, well, I don't know, in the 40s or the, maybe the 50s. And what Maharishi brought was a very, very simple one. People laughed at it. It was too simple. But really what happens is very, in the West we had it thousands of years ago before other religions came and practiced a genocide on what we call now the pagan religions. The pagan religions, <laughs> they weren't all pretty and they weren't all calm and peaceful. No. There was a, in the west of the, of the planet, the western world did have a similar meditation, but it was lost. And the east had preserved it. What, what, we're, what we're looking at is that we saw in the 60s, millions of young people saw what was going on and realized that the future was very tenuous nuclear war, ecological disaster, enormously mo mechanized wars between nations, great hates between colors. There couldn't be any future, really, when you're young in the 60s, without some change. And so one looked to the... When, when this meditation was rediscovered, I think, between me and the Beatles and one Beach Boy, uh, Mike uh, Love, big yeah. ones, yeah, Mike uh, uh, when we actually uh, found it, when, and we tested it with Maharishi, here's what happens. What Maharishi said was, and it really works, here's a simple one. When you actually re use the mantra, you sit quietly. You actually, um, you're not going to sit in all your activities. And what's going to happen with this mantra, with the use of this slow, quiet breathing, the use of this mantra, which is only three and four mantras, by the way, there's nothing special about them. They don't mean anything. They are now going to be a device that when you feel yourself being taken off by your thoughts, you introduce the mantra very slowly, but you don't speak it outside, you speak it inside. Mm. And you will find that after three or four repetitions of the mantra that's chosen for you, it's chosen by out of four mantras, it's chosen for your particular type. If you're active, if you're semi-active, or if you're a very quiet type person, you understand what I mean? Yes. These are mantras, and these mantras have a, a sound effect. And mm. what it is, is you use them, and it calms, uh, the, the thoughts suddenly disappear and fade away. Then you experience a sense of rest, 
uh, much deeper than sleep in your whole, not only physical body, but in your inside, the person that you are inside. Then the thoughts come again, and the thoughts start up, and then you, you say, wow, I just forgot, I forgot to say the mantra. I, it's so easy to forget it. And your thoughts have carried your attention into a place, and it might be, what am I going to tell Jane when I see her? I think I love her, but I don't know whether I really do. Or you think, oh, last week I really had a bad week. I, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm going to have to tell that boss what I And so you have, we have these dialogues that we go on to. Yes. You use the mantra, and then you calm. After a certain amount of practice, your whole understanding of yourself calms down and you become in meditation the person who's looking at your thoughts and i'll tell you what it is the pictures they said you are what you eat right you yes. are what you eat well guess what you are what you eat. and that's why the world is in that state and that's why those kids in the school are so stressed because they're thinking certain thoughts that they can't let go they're attached to the thoughts and in the world of meditation they speak of attachment But it's not attachment to motor cars or money or big houses or sex or drugs or rock and roll. It's an attachment to the thought forms that you are brought up with and also that you think is what you should be doing. And then that makes stress. And so actually de-stressing the human system with this ancient, wonderful, well-proven Millions of people are doing it. Medical reports are in, in, in their tens of thousands on TM now. So what the world needs now is not only love, but to actually chill out and relax a bit. Yeah. And so med meditation does this. Now, TM, you, people listening to this, you can contact the local TM. There is some money involved, of course, but there's lots of money involved when you get sick and go to the doctor. Yes. And yeah, for, you know, you've got to put some money into it to keep it going. But then the David Lynch Foundation says those real bad straits will be helped. Um, and, and, and it will be, the, the price will be designed style of living and, or your income level. But the whole thing about this, uh, chill out, off your mind, mm. relax and float downstream. John Lennon and I and George and Paul and Ringo we, and other songwriters, we would look at these lines in the ancient books mm. and we put them into the songs to promote the work to the world that in actual fact, this should be in schools. The problem is you can't change the world overnight. You can't stop that war. You can't get that finger off that button for that missile that might be, <laughs> might be pushed. You can't do that so easy as introduce to uh, the education system a way of chilling out the children of the future. It's not going to be easy, and it isn't easy. And the difficulty is that people think it's a religion. <laughs> yes. Not a religion at all. Anyway, uh, over to you. That's my speech, and over to you for well, some more questions. I was going to ask you, you answered it. I was going to ask, if I'm a listener and I'm interested, where do I go? But you answered it. Go to a, a TM center, or I'm sure there's a There are many books yeah. that you could yeah. pick up. Uh, well, books and books won't work. Right? Books will might introduce you to it, and there are books. Uh, but this is what is is proof and the proof. Now it might not happen in the first few days, weeks, but yeah. what 
you will experience you will experience an extraordinary change in your whole your 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 whole composure of yourself. Now, there is an actual university in America uh, called uh, Fairfield called the Maharishi University, um, where the whole school and the whole all the houses and the parents close by. The parents are doing it. The school is doing it. The guy who sweeps up after the day's uh, education. He's doing it. The teachers are doing it. There's a lab there that's testing it. Um, the, the, the results are extraordinary. <laughs> um, so that will be the tests university. Yeah. Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. And my one was the hurdy-gurdy man, of course. You know, yes. Uh, uh, thrown like a star in my vast sleep, I opened my eyes to take a peep. When I say open my eyes, I didn't mean my physical eyes. I mean my third eye. Yes. The third eyes. When I opened my eyes, I found that I was by the sea gazing with tranquility. There's a great sense of relief which yes. comes over one. And in the books, they speak about it. It's very interesting. When the books that George and Harrison and I sat around and his house jamming, and before we went to India, we were looking for somebody to teach us and the rest of the Beatles were and a few others were too okay in the books it said this and this is what blew us away humanity humans live on three levels of consciousness normally waking dreaming and dreamless sleep we move between the three that's the difficulty because we can't remember where we are most of the time <laughs> waking sleeping and dreamless sleep but the book said there is a fourth level of consciousness and it's called super conscious transcendental vision now this was in the books these books are a thousand fifteen hundred years old mm -hmm. and the teaching is thousands of years older than that there is a fourth level it's called the unified field and the only way you can enter it is through proper instruction by a, men, by a yogi or a teacher who knows, and he will give you a mantra. Once you enter the field, you will feel a sense of relief because you have never been separated from the field. It's always here. But what has separated you is living only on the waking, sleeping, and dreamless sleep levels of consciousness. Now, it sounds like a science fiction movie, right? Yeah. And it is a science fiction movie that inside everybody is this vast, impossibly it can't measure it huge field of creativity where everything else comes from everything comes from the inside <laughs> the little seed where does that seed come from yes it comes a forest where does anything come from that you see it comes from this unified field and you enter the unified field you have a great sense of relief because now you're not holding yourself back from it you are it you always are it this separation that one feels, this illusionary separation that we feel that we are not part of this great field of calm and composure and all the things that come from the, the inside of the material world and all the things that come from there are full of healing and growth. Why else would they, would, would all these things above the ground be growing unless it was powered by something invisible you can't see? You can go in there, but you can't see it. And by going in there, you in and out, in and out, Mari, she said, like a piece of white cloth, a white handkerchief, you put it 
in the yellow dye. You take it out and you dry it. You put it in, you take it out, you put it in, you take it. After a while, this handkerchief will become yellow. This is an example. Once you enter into this field and return and go in and return, you take with you into your life mm. the the benefits and the composure and the, by the way, and solutions to your own psychic problems because everything in there is based on creative healing. It will, it will, you, things come to you. Solutions will, it will be solved. That is why it has the great potential. But it seems impossible, does it not, <laughs> to actually say to the world, all right, stop the world. <laughs> well, it, actually all, we're all going to all stop meditating. <laughs> well, it's almost like, uh, you know, solar power. It's free. You know, one thing with yeah. Amer Americans, yeah. Um, yeah. myself included, um, we try yeah. to fill the void or try to fill... Yeah. We, we we try to heal ourselves through material objects. And now those material objects can be food as well as yeah. a car. Yeah. Or we think these things bring us, um, will heal us, right? And maybe they do yeah. temporarily. But a lot of people are searching. And I think there needs to be more awareness about meditation um, in this country. It, it, you're yeah. right. It seems like almost like when you said that people are think of it as a cult or taboo. It's weird because it's there to help. It has nothing to do with anything scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, basically, uh, a tree gets cut. If you leave it, um, it'll heal itself, right? There's, you see the scar, and then you yeah. see it's healed up. You cut yourself. If you keep it clean, you don't touch it. Yep. on your arm, so and you don't even think about it, it's healed, right? Yes. So that means we are, are we doing it? Well, whatever the, the we that is doing it, you're not aware of. You know, it's not just a problem today. I mean, back in the uh, 60s and 70s, people tried to heal themselves, you know, self-medicate themselves with recreational drugs. <laughs> or, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the actual difficulty of healing the invisible part of us, because the psychic, the brainwashing, the the difficulties of, that people have with their projections, with their with their with their view of other people being a danger to them, or mm. or you know, or or I I need to get get you because you got me last week, and all these things of. <laughs> Uh, vendettas and yes. all these, these these are really seen by psychology as illnesses yes illnesses war is an illness uh, uh, race hatred is an illness basically it's all based based it's all based on a difficulty that one has in viewing it right so this thing of cut, the tree gets cut and it heals itself your arm gets a little cut and it heals itself well all these other hurts all these illnesses that are psychic in the psycho psychosis yes. and it has to be seen as a psychosis what other creature on the planet would actually say we have now got more nuclear weapons than we need to actually destroy the whole planet yes. we are now watching another part of humanity called china entering the same place that the Western world entered when it began to poison the planet, and now China begins to poison the planet. What other, what other creature?
on the planet <laughs> would, be able, would, would be doing that, and you could look at that, that creature and say, that's a civilized creature. That's yes. real civilization. It's absolutely a nilness. This illness is a mad train that is headed with a great speed towards destination disaster. And the governments of the world have started to see it. And we sang about it in the 60s, and the people thought we were stupid, thinking all we were doing was having parties, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, when in actual fact, many of the songs were singing out. It was the people that were singing out, the generation <laughs> singing out. Yes. Stop! Stop this! But how? Right? So, I don't know what, what anybody else thinks about... Um, the, the way when they look at the world, it is actually a psychosis. It is an illness. And when you actually, when you actually go from one thought to the other, uh, it's, it's so quick. They call it monkey mind. You know how a mm. monkey keeps changing, jumping from one thing to another, picking up a banana, put down the banana, jump up a tree, <laughs> jump down a tree. This is what's called monkey mind in, in the world of meditation. The mind is doing these things all the time, jumping from this, jumping to that. Now, if enough minds in a town feel that towards somebody else in the town, that person's got to go. And if that town feels that, and there's enough towns in a country that feel that towards somebody else, yes. a general hate or a, or a disappointment or a, or a, great, a great sort of uh, greed and, and, and wanting what the other person has, if that gets projected, then that whole country then can do harm to another country. And if the other country is doing the same thing, that's what it's called world war. And it's really quite simple. Uh, the, the psychologists have been telling us for years, but the humanity is suffering from a, an illness and it has been for a long time. Do you know when they say, say it started, this, this, it's the civilization, <laughs> civilization uh, is bad for your health. That's, I wrote that down in my diary the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Civilization is, is bad for our health. And it's not good enough to actually look at one part of civilization and say that's the blame. It's global warming or that's the blame. Uh, the pollution coming out of the factories or that's the blame. Uh, that, that country's got to stop hating that. No. <laughs> the actual situation that is going on is that nobody is taking any time to stop these monkey mind thoughts. And yes. the only way you can stop stop the thoughts is to turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. It's almost like saying, "Let why don't we just let the earth and the future heal us now? Now, it's very dangerous talk uh, in, in the 60s to talk like that. Everybody thought we were, I don't know, peace and love nicks. <laughs> peace and love nicks. But peace and love are not actually... Uh, slogans for a crazy generation they're actually now necessities now yes. how do you love someone how do you love somebody well you don't have to try because love is not something that you give it's something that you receive mm -hmm. and the only way you can receive it is you you actually have to be calm and be able to look at your own thoughts and your own feelings so so many millions of kids have already benefited from this it can't be bad, can it? It can't be bad when so many kids want it. But the kids have a problem looking at the future through the Internet. They're looking at a future which is full of violent movies. Forget David Lynch. Have you ever have you Netflix yes. recently? <laughs> the, the Internet is... The Internet yeah, is... I would, 
is like going into a library of, you know, information that, um, and misinformation. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, but what it is, is everything and, and experience, especially in the world of us, is a reflection of the level of consciousness of the, of the humans that are making it. Mm-hmm. So when you see something going on, it, it actually is how people are thinking. Not only what's going on is how, how did that arrive at that, and mm. how do you how do you stop that for the future? Gardeners know what to do; they don't plant plants at the wrong time of the year. Yeah, and so place, placing good placing a good sense of of calmness in schools would be a good start. But anyway, it looks impossible, and it sounds utopian. It's not the first time in the world that these thoughts have been discussed. But this is the first time I've done this podcast. <laughs> but, but, the, but you know, people go back to the 60s and say that thought was idealistic, but it's not because, as you say, it's a very ancient, meditation is very ancient. It ha- yes. didn't start in the 60s. Like, people will just say, yes, yes, think yes, it started yes, in the 60s. Was... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's long old. But you see, uh, what it is is, uh, when you go deeper, there's always deeper. And maybe as we get nearer the end of the podcast, I should go really deep. This wasn't the only thing George and I, George Harrison and I and the Beatles read in the books. Or Gypsy Dave, myself, Linda, my wife, she kind of knew it even without opening the books. The humanity can be seen as tiny little creatures on a huge ball moving through the universe, right? Yes. So you've got to you've got to imagine right now, and everybody listening, if you could just focus enough with me, right now you're on this ball. Now you don't think about it because you get so involved with your thoughts and I've got to pay the bills, or, or uh, Jane doesn't love me, or, or you know, you're going to get involved with all these things. But if you actually took a moment and arts and filmmakers and songwriters and painters and dancers and the whole world of art we give humans the chance to sit back and watch it you are actually on this planet right now and it's moving and they say it's moving really fast but you don't see it moving fast not only that the history tells us (laughs) archaeologists we haven't been here very long but we actually have a history and stories and myths and legends that goes backwards quite far and what it speaks of in the real deep <laughs> books of the ancient teachings of the east and the west with you can find the ones in the west is that humanity is on a journey and each death when we die we don't die we are reincarnated you actually there's no death and there's no life basically it's a continuation and that's why it's still here it continues but through all these countless lives that millions and millions of people are, are experiencing, there is what's called a spiritual evolution. And that evolution is <laughs> that uh, at certain early periods, it is horrendous and it has continued to be. Now it's so horrendous, it can only mean that really, is there a chance for the new evolution of the human condition, the human consciousness. Uh, it's so deep and so extraordinary, the story, that if this planet has to go, it doesn't stop 
this evolution of the universe. You are on a planet. You are on a solar system. There are countless stars and solar systems all around you. Nobody gives it a second thought. It's called the great illusion. Therefore, inside everybody, there is a larger universe. Now, this is the word. This is the. <laughs> this is the eight million dollar question. If there is a universe out there that is so impossible to measure, the books say the universe inside, when you enter the unified field, is larger, cannot be counted, cannot be measured. It is infinite, boundless, mm. never has been measured, cannot be measured. And the, and the last thing that the ancient book says, you are that universe. Hmm. You're not just that individual human on this small planet going around the sun and the sun in this, in, in this, in this great galaxy and that galaxy and countless other galaxies. You are. And when you know that you are through meditation, that you are part of this universe, not only that, but you are the universe, a great sense of compassion arises and that you are healed in, in a basic way. We've done this podcast and I haven't even mentioned God or Goddess because that's, those are just words. What the real thing is to experience that you are part of everything would be able to place humans in the position that they could not hurt another soul because you are that soul. Now that might sound like love thy neighbor as thy love thyself, but that's where it all comes from. Mm. So really, there's a longer story here. And reincarnation is so scary to people. Can't go and want to imagine that evolution of consciousness is a reality. And all the ancient books speak of it. Have we evolved consciously since the 60s? Have we done, have any of the songs meant anything or mattered? Have any of the te techniques that we brought back out of the East meant anything? Well, if you want to look, check the David Lynch Foundation. <laughs> some incredible results. But as far as music's concerned, uh, many of us uh, are doing it and our music benefits dramatically because you don't, you know where these songs come from. I've written 700 songs. Uh, maybe the uh, maybe Bob Dylan has written a few more. <laughs> Dylan, he, he doesn't stop writing songs. But uh, where do these songs come from? Well, it just so happens the songwriters, singers, songwriting singers, I mean the so singers that write songs, we can open, a, open a, a, a portal and we've learned how to do it in previous lives, obviously. How else could me and especially the Beatles, who are probably more famous than anybody uh, in the world of music in the last 50 years, how can we appeal to millions of people that don't even speak English? Where do the songs come from? If you can open the portal and you are skilled to do so, you have to have a certain composure. So meditation is great for songwriting. Because <laughs> all the songs come from the creative field unified field. David Lynch he published a book, didn't he? He said, uh, was it How to ca Catching the Big Fish I think, was that mm. his book? I haven't read Catching it, the no. Yeah, and what, he, what he said was the, the little fish swim near the surface yeah? yeah? The big fish swim deep. You have to go deep if you want to catch the big fish <laughs> The big fish is the, the big fish is the big happiness that humanity wants. But 
I don't know how long your podcasts usually are. How long have we done? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. Personally, I hope listeners get the same thing that I've gotten out of this podcast. And oh, I'm going to search yeah. for um, a center, uh, a TM center, yeah. because I tell you personally, I've read about six or more books and haven't oh. haven't found the right method. And like you okay. said, I think it's experiential knowledge. You have to do it with someone uh, to actually well, meditate. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's strange. You don't have, if you're a Buddhist right now, you don't have to uh, give up Buddhism to try TM. TM will give you better Buddhism. TM will give you better Christianity. TM will give you better uh, 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 Muslim uh, prayer, praying, because what this meditation is is in the, the. That's why the a lot of the, the a lot of the yogis you see in statues are smiling. Why yeah. are they smiling? They're actually smiling because everybody thinks it's a religion, and the best teachers and the best books will tell you at the right time and uh, for you you will realize it the teacher can't teach me anything i have to learn it myself all yes. the teacher can give you is the method by which you can enter this place that is inside you anyway yes it's actually here anyway you are it anyway so it's an illusion that we and so the simplest one will get you in not the complicated one you know stand on your head don't eat for seven weeks all that stuff fasting all that's very good in many ways <laughs> various, various ways of getting yourself focused but in actual fact entering it enter a place that you're already i wrote something down the journey leads to where you've always been hmm. again the journey leads to where you've always been once you realize that where you've gone you've always been there well how what could how could i miss it how can I miss it? Well, in actual fact, you miss it because of your upbringing, because of school, religions, uh, brainwashing, uh, the fears and hopes and wishes of your parents passed on through generations, generations, yes. generations, until one point, until you get to the point where you say, I can't do it anymore, I can't do this. Um, and then you find yourself. It's not just yourself, finding the self that's inside you. So I would suggest, TM, uh, look uh, you know what? You can go to what's called a uh, uh, talk or some kind. You know, you don't have to pay for the meditation right away. Uh, but it is worth looking into. Uh, but then many Buddhists are meditating their method, which is most of the method is open-eyed, counting breaths. Mm. Uh, the TM is closed eye, uh, using use of the mantra. Um, it's really uh, it's really a personal choice. Uh, there are meditations walking, there are meditations swimming, <laughs> uh, but there's nothing to beat that quiet space on your own. How many people can say that they, once a day, have been able to sit down without the mind chattering away just quietly for 20 minutes? And it's got an amazing effect. And so a lot of people can't be alone because of that. Turn off the TV, turn off the internet, turn off, turn off the, uh, the phone turn off everything it's very hard to do sometimes you know for many people but uh then you have to face yourself <laughs> uh, and maybe there's a bit of a problem there and <laughs> by the way i'll leave you with one thought okay. you know the the act the, the activity of the, of the thinking process have you found that when you're erratic 
and speedy thinking and concerned about something that you'll notice that you're not breathing very well or you've stopped breathing or your short breath, you know the short breath yes. of, uh, of erratic thinking? Right. Well, they're connected. You see, the breath and the state of mind and the rate of, and the, rate of the thoughts carrying your attention are all related. So if, with agitated thought, the breathing is short and shallow, which is never good for you, therefore, the breathing long, easy, and calm calms down the thought processes. Now, the thought processes are really what is leading you every day to do everything that you do. You've got to slow them down. And often when you focus on them, there is a person that is seeing, you are the person that is seeing the thoughts. When you see the thoughts, you can laugh sometimes. Say, now, why am I thinking like that? Who? How did I? How did I come about that? Mm-hmm. Even me? No, I'm still there. I'm not really enlightened in, in that sense uh, all the way, every day, every thought, every everything is perfect and all that. No, sometimes I find myself in, in a strange city, sitting down, and I'm in a cafe talking to somebody that I want to meet or something. So how did I get there? How did my thoughts take me there? And so to sort of go back to the mantra and relax and come down from all that activity in the mind. So the actual stopping of the thoughts just for a while. Now, meditation won't, won't stop you feeling angry, anxious, upset, or even pleasantly happy. It won't stop you doing that but you won't hold on to them as long as you usually do so you may feel angry but you won't hold on to it it's holding on to the anger you may feel frustrated but you won't hold on to it because you've learned in meditation how to let these thought forms relax by introducing the mantra by the way you can do the mantra in traffic as well stuff like that so it's a really good tool and uh, um, uh, fantastic uh, a great uh, chat about you. Yeah, and, and I'll be talking to you more, and I hope to have you on the podcast again, Donovan. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, uh, and uh, Prince Pat. Thank you, Prince Pat. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very happy very, very happy to have spoken to you all these miles across the water. Yes. I'm here in Mallorca in Spain, and, and, and you're over there. And, uh, well, I hope, to, uh, uh, I hope to meet you someday, sir. I, I, uh, well, of course, let's do it. Well, you know, perhaps uh, I'll be in the Goldmine magazine again. So you will. Meet up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye thank now. You. Bye. Bye. What a very intelligent and enlightening man. Thank you, Donovan. And I just wanted to say, for those of you who are interested, uh, please go to the David Lynch Foundation website. I'll give you the uh, URL right here. It's uh, David Lynch foundation.org that's david lynch foundation.org and we'll be giving away copies of this dvd by eagle rock uh change begins within of the 2009 concert and like i said before it has ringo star paul mccartney and of course donovan and you could go to goldmymag.com backslash giveaway uh if you go to goldmymag.com you'll notice the giveaway tag and you could click on it and it'll be the latest giveaway and we're giving a bunch of these dvds away 
Well, I could probably talk to Donovan all day or listen to Donovan all day, but we've run out of time. I like to keep it uh, under an hour. And I thank you for listening. I hope you found it inspiring. Um, I hope maybe that some of you or all of you would be ideal if you went out and researched a little bit about meditation, about TM, maybe there's a TM center, and try to free yourself of some stress in your life. All right. Uh, see you around next time. And like I said, don't forget to check out goldmymag.com and look for the latest issue uh, with Joe Walsh on the cover on the newsstands now. Um, that will be the October issue. And that you'll find in indie record stores, Barnes & Noble newsstands, or Books A Million newsstands. Bye for now. This is Editor Pat Prince. Talk to you soon.